Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs. This is episode 48. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're recording today, Monday, October 28th. So it's almost Halloween in America and anywhere else where they celebrate it. We're looking forward to that in my house. What about you guys? Absolutely. What costumes are there this year? Oh, you know, my kids, I'm not exactly sure. One of them says he's going to be a stick figure. (laughs) So he's wearing black. He saw this somewhere on the internet. He's wearing black and he gets glow sticks. Oh, make the stick. stick. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. He's not really into it, so I'm not really sure. Okay. And then the other one is there he's doing it with a friend and they are doing a where's waldo theme one of them is going to be waldo and one of them is the police officer or the detective or something that looks for waldo oh interesting yeah (laughs) how about yours josie is going to go as a goth girl oh which i think is just an excuse to wear all black and dye her hair black for a day (laughs) and have black fingernails and everything she was trying to convince me that she needed fishnet nylons as part of the costume and she did not convince me or she has not so far anyways and max is going as a jellyfish he is going we bought one of those clear plastic domed umbrellas and oh, same light yes. stick idea. We're going to break open the, the light sticks and before. smear it all over. Yeah. And we're using duct tape as the tentacles and yeah. we're going to smear the. I've seen that yep. before. That's cute. It is very, cute. Very, very cute. So. And then I think it's either the 28th or the 29th marks one year from when Boo came home to live with us. I remember he was a tiny kitten this time last year. Hence his name, Boo. Yep, I remember. And now he's a big cat. I don't know where he went. He's snoozing on top of the cabinet. Oh, there he is. Yeah, he's big and he's a sweetie too. Boo hasn't made an appearance in quite some time. No, he hasn't. He's always around. He's just quiet now. Nap time. Yep. (laughs) So what are you wearing today? I am wearing my boxy. And it's beautiful. Patterned by Hohi Locatelli. I knit mine in Tosh Merino Light. I knit mine this summer in July as part of the Knit Along. It is the color Carafe, although my Tosh Merino Light is called... William Morris. William Morris, thank you very much. I love, love, love this sweater. I modified mine very slightly so that I could knit it with three skeins of Tosh Merino Light instead of four. And I love it. And now that it's chilly enough to wear, I am taking full advantage and wearing it a lot. And I actually want to knit another one. <laughs> yeah, mine goes on at home quite frequently. If yeah. I'm chilly, it's the, one of the first things I read. Yeah, for. the fabric in the Tosh Merino Light is just so wonderfully soft and squishy. And it's a not too heavy. It feels really good. That's one of the things I love about it is that it doesn't feel like it's weighing me down. Right. It's a very lightweight sweater. And comfortable. It's yeah. so comfortable. It is. But it yet is. you look a little bit stylish at the I same do. Time. I, <laughs> I have been noticing people wearing boxy tops everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. everywhere. So I'd better, if I want that second one, I'd better knit it before it goes out of style. <laughs> That would be so me. I'll knit the style two years later and be so proud of myself. I'm in style, but it's not in style anymore. Yeah, I recognize that. And how about you, Gail? What are you wearing? I am wearing my new and iron tunic. I finally finished it. This is something I cast on also for the fall knit along for the Samba colorway, which is that deep, beautiful, dark red. 
and I knit mine with Blue Moon Fiber Arts BFL Sport. BFL stands for Blue Faced Lester, and it's in the brick colorway, and it is just stunning. I mean, not to toot my own knitting horn. The yarn itself is stunning, and the pattern is stunning. The pattern is stunning, the yarn is stunning, and it looks fabulous on you too. Thank you. And to give you a little overview of the Aniron tunic, which is by the designer Luis O'Neill, it is, as the name implies, a tunic. It has cap sleeves and it's top down and it has at the very top of the tunic is a lace pattern. And then the lace pattern starts into stockinette and the front of the sweater has an asymmetrical cable that runs down the right front and the back at the top center of your back has an inset diamond cable. So there are some, I don't want to call them fiddly bits, but you do have to pay attention yeah. at certain areas parts where you knit. pay attention. Right. Yeah. And the side cable is gorgeous and it's very detailed. And I love that. It's really pretty. It's not something I ever committed to memory. I definitely had to look mm -hmm. every row. But that wasn't difficult, and because it's only one small portion and the tunic's knit in the round to the bottom, it's only, I think, 21 stitches where you have to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And at the bottom, the modifications I made, one, I gave it some waist shaping. It doesn't have shaping built into it, so what mm -hmm. I did is I used princess seams on the back of the sweater, which I learned from Amy Herzog's custom fit pattern. So I only used shaping on the back, at the princess seam and not on the front because I didn't want to disrupt the cable and where it laid on my body. So all the shaping is done in the back and I also modified it at the bottom. There's a moss stitch detail that goes across the bottom and it is split at the bottom so it does separate at the bottom of the sweater so you do knit back and forth for it's a while. little V's on the exactly. side. Exactly, there you go. And I knit mine so that the back is longer than the front, so I have a little extra butt coverage I on the back to of my sweater. Forgot to mention that on my boxy. Yeah, That's Charlene what I did, did the same thing with her boxy. Too. Yeah, so but hers is the boxy sweater doesn't cover your butt. So no, this one, no, no. yeah, I wear it with leggings and super multi-purpose outfit today. Mike got me new leggings for my birthday, so I wore them to yoga. Got home, put my tunic on over it, put on, took off my yoga shoes, put on boots, and it's like, well done. Look at that. You've got the multi-purpose outfit now. So really, really happy with the tunic. And I think this yarn may be one of my new, it is one of my new favorite bases. I will definitely knit with this yarn again. And it's super reasonably priced. We got ours at Stitches. Charlene also has two skeins. 600 plus i think it's 661 yards per skein yeah. so they're enormous skeins and for this tunic i used one full skein and maybe a tenth of the second skein so i have about 600 yards of this yarn left so you could make pull-up sleeves to oh go absolutely yeah. yeah because this yeah. is like i said it's cap sleeves with a little moss stitch border and you could easily knit longer sleeves if you yeah. wanted to, easily. So, because nice. that was the one comment Charlene made when I walked in. She said, oh, it's pretty, but I would freeze. Because <laughs> I do not have a long sleeve shirt on under it today because, like I said, I had just come from yoga, so my body was warm. But if it had been a normal day, I think I would have needed yeah. the shirt underneath. Yeah. Nice. So. Yeah, I have a sweater's quantity stashed away that I haven't used yet that I should use before stitches 
because I recall that we had trouble picking colors because there were several colors we liked. So maybe and they'll have it again. And their booth is consistently in the back of the mm-hmm. of the, the building, hall, yeah. and the lighting there is really bad. You it can't is. see what the colors are, and their colors are mostly tonal. But it was very difficult for me to tell, like the gray if I was going to like the gray. And Charlene got me for my birthday one of those really cool little pocket lights that Celia recommended on the, the board. Uh, little pocket art light. OTT yeah. brand. Yeah. yeah. And so we'll be carting those around. Yeah. Stitches, they're little <laughs> tiny things. So we're going to bring those to Stitches so that we'll be able to see the real color That's of very yarns. true because I remember thinking that the color you purchased that your sweater's made out of was much more orangey than it really is and it's not orangey no it's, not it's at all a red yeah a beautiful red too. yeah so definitely those lights will enhance our shopping absolutely <laughs> so total thumbs up on this pattern again the an iron tunic by louise o'neill and multiple i only have two thumbs but if i had more <laughs> there would be multiple thumbs up for the bfl sport from blue moon fiber arts this will definitely come back to my stash during stitches so that's what we're wearing. And can I just say how much fun it is to be recording a regular I episode? I was thinking that too, <laughs> after having several interviews and just while well, you were away for I a know. while. So we had pre-recorded. We're having a blast. Yeah, this, this is, is the great. first time we've recorded since the episode where there was the dolphin out in the water, right? No. No, we, we recorded, recorded with Clara after that. Right. Okay. But there it's been a long There was one, two episodes time. ago, but it feels like a long time. We've just, it just hasn't been regular episodes. Yeah. So we're happy. So, we're very yeah. excited. <laughs> so what are you stocking? I am stocking a couple of things. Let's see. Nothing really major on the horizon yet. I'm trying to be really good and work through patterns and yarn that I have wanted to make for a while. One of them that I have in my lap, I have wanted to make for a while, so I'll get to that eventually. But the first thing I'm stocking is a pattern by, a shawl, little shawl by Martina Bim called 22 Little Clouds. And this one is a free Ravelry pattern. She has a lot of patterns, a lot of little shawl patterns on Ravelry. This one is a simple stockinette stitch triangle shawl with a ruffle and it only takes I think the upper end of the yardage requirement is only 311 yards and I have a skein of yarn that was sent to us for review that I wanted to make a little something little accessory out of and so I was looking for something that I could do one skein and I think that I'm going to make that one just because it fits the yardage and I think it'll be cute. Her and, patterns are fun to knit. Also. And yeah, and this one is simple enough. The pad, the yarn that I have is that gray and yellow combo. Oh, right. So this doesn't have a, any patterning in it. So I think it'll take a colorful yarn well. I think so too. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Second thing I'm stocking is still the Hogwarts Express, which Gail has just knit. <laughs> I didn't finish it. You yet. haven't finished it yet? Mission. Okay. So that is a shawl pattern by Susan Ashcroft with the little owls on the edging. And just like the next project that I am stocking, I actually need to rip a previous shawl that I made to get the yarn for that. So that's 
kind of the hold up on that. I don't know why I'm in that place again where I'm ripping things. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Amy, Amy Yokohama just cast on her Hogwarts Express a few oh, days ago. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look. She got the owl bug too. Yeah, I, I really do. And then the next thing, like I said, something else that I need to rip, I knit a sweater out of Malabrigo Rios in Cumparcita, which is a red to black tonal colorway and I really want to make ease by Alicia Plummer so I have been stocking that and Malabrigo Rios is one of the yarns she recommends for that pattern and one of the pattern variations has a funnel neck so it takes a little bit more yarn if you want to make the funnel neck and because the sweater that I want to rip was actually a long jacket style sweater I have enough yarn so it seems like a perfect match <laughs> yeah and there's, a, there's a hood on the sweater you're going to rip too right yes there so is that would so be a lot of I, yarn. there's a lot of yarn there so I need to get ripping excellent <laughs> how about you Gail what are you stocking okay I'm stocking four things right now two of which I've mentioned before so the braid hills cardigan by Kate Davies is it's moved from stocking to I bought the pattern. <laughs> and I really want to knit that with my Western Sky Knits Polworth Silk Blend. And that skein is still sitting on the coffee table waiting for me to swatch. So <laughs> that's high up in the list of stocking um, preferences and patterns right now. The next thing I've also mentioned before, it's the Bring Me Flowers Stole by Mia Rind. And that she gifted me the pattern very thoughtful and i'm going to use my duck duck wool merino silk blend fingering in the sugared rim colorway and that pattern is also printed out on the coffee table with the yarn ready to go i had a lot of work stuff that was wrapping up and i finished it on saturday so my brain can move away from stockinette and nothing else to i can actually think about (laughs) patterns right now and not cringe so the bring me flower stole is beautiful and it has beautiful lace patterning in it and i can't wait to cast that on it's going to be so amazing in that yarn so super excited about that the other one that just bit me yesterday is Hito Food. It's spelled H-I-T-O-F-U-D-E. It's by the designer Hiroku Fukatsu, and she is Roko on Ravelry. We've admired her many times on the podcast. Yeah. And the sweater is a beautiful all-lace cardigan that's open in front. And the way it's designed, it actually like the panel in front seems a little shorter so that it kind of scoops lower in the back of the sweater. And it has long sleeves, which of course I will probably modify to be three quarter length sleeves, but it's a beautiful lace pattern. And the name of the pattern, if you read the pattern description, I think it is single stroke as in a Japanese painting that's done with a single Mm -hmm. stroke of a brush. And she said that you never break the yarn. And I was looking at it and admiring it because one of my friends is knitting it. And then I started stalking all the finished projects. And Jet Shin, who we've also mentioned on the podcast many times because we both just admire her knitting and 
all the sweaters and things she knits, she test knit it. And reading through her project notes, she exclaims over how clever it was designed and it's one of her top five sweaters ever. And she gasped aloud at the design elements as she was knitting it because it was so fascinating and surprising. And that's what sold me. It's like, okay, yeah. it must be a really, really fun knit. That sounds that that sounds very intriguing. Yeah, it's it's something I'm really looking forward to knitting. Although it is fingering weight and <laughs> it may take me a really long time to get it done. But you and I, we just keep liking the Fingering, fingering weight, weight sweaters. sweaters. Yeah, and for me, it's usually fingering weight with a lot of lace going on in it. So, you know, at least I'm consistent. So that's one, again, that is, I actually bought that pattern yesterday too. Oh, and get this. So it is a per, for purchase pattern. I think it's 200 yen, I think, but it's $2.11 in US dollars for the pattern. So very, wow. very reasonable. So yes, I did purchase that one yesterday too, and I'm getting ready to swatch that it's in, I just said that, fingering weight yarn. And the last thing I'm stalking is actually a new book. It's by Rebecca Danger, who is the mastermind of toy little softies that you knit. And I've knit several of her softies in the past. Her new book is called 50 Yards of Fun. And you can buy it either as hard copy or Ravelry ebook. And it has, I think, about 20 little teeny softies that all use, as the name implies, 50 yards or less of yarn. And I think they're mostly designed for worsted weight is, I think, the way it seemed as mm. I was glancing through the patterns. But talk about a quick project. I mean, yeah, a 50, 50 yard, yards or less. Yeah, even with the appendages and stuff, I don't think it would take very long to knit one. And several right. of them are so cute. They are cute. I've seen them. Yeah. I was looking at that because I was thinking that might be something my sister might like. She has, my sister has one of the, her previous monster books. And so I bet my sister would like this one as well. It's super cute. The jackalope is adorable. I love <laughs> the unicorn and the hippo. I think there are like three or four different body styles. And then she varies what goes on to oh, them to produce the other little that's monsters. That's a good idea. Right. Yeah. So if you can knit like the pinball body or the, right. the, beanbag body. I don't remember what they're called, <laughs> yeah. but you know, if you can do that basic shape, then you can then add you can on to it that. in any way yeah. your imagination nice. can take you. So nice. super cute stuff. Check it out. If you have like gift knitting, obviously ch- knitting for children, anything like that. I was thinking these might make little good stocking stuffers or, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I've been, like I said, I finished my big work project on Saturday and I sat and caught up on podcasts yesterday <laughs> and was stalking on Ravelry. And so Fun. some of these are brand new stalking adventures just because right. I had time to look. Right. So it was very exciting. Yeah, Gail's really been burning the candle at both ends just to get this one project done yep. so that she can settle into her new job. Yeah, and I did. So. You all know that I was on vacation recently and came home from vacation to start a new job immediately. And the new job is a great thing. I'm really happy about it. But I had an existing contract that I had to get finished. And that's why the candle was burning at both ends because (laughs) I was trying to finish the contract. Well, of course, you know, working full time on the new job. And now everything's done with the contract except for some QA testing. And it's a really, really good thing. So now you can settle into your new normal. Exactly. (laughs) The new normal has started this week and I'm happy about it. Yay. So what are you knitting? I am knitting currently in my hands 
5200K, which is a pattern by Suvi Simola, which if you have listened to the podcast previously, you may have heard that Gail has knit. You knit this when you were living in France? No, we were there when on vacation last visiting. summer. Okay, last visiting. Last summer or the year before? Yeah, when we did our fingering weight knit along. Okay, because I remember the pictures. Yeah. The photos, she took pictures of her project when she was in, in France. France. So that's what, I, that's what I'm remembering. Yes. It's just another example of how sometimes the pattern pictures just don't do it for me. <laughs> and I can't tell. And then I see a project knit up in person and I fall in love with it. That happens with Gail and I so often. Yep. We're each other's knitting muses sometimes because we see the project and oh, have to have that absolutely so, true yeah so i am following in gail's footsteps knitting this pattern it is a top down pullover in fingering weight yarn once again <laughs> and i am knitting mine in madeline tosh sock in the spectrum colorway which is exactly what it sounds like it has little splash splashes of Supposedly every color in the rainbow, right? The spectrum. I sure think every so. Color it's in this... gasp worthy. It's just, but it's, it's not so intricate of a colorway. Yeah, it's it just doesn't amazing. look like a rainbow. No, not at all. It's very muted jewel it's tones. Jewel tones, and it's predominantly blues and purples. Like if you looked at it from across the room, you would probably see me wearing a blue purplish top like a blue purple sweater but someone's diamond ring has thrown a spectrum onto it i mean it looks like light through a prism yeah yeah it's amazing (laughs) and it wasn't a color that originally i thought i would knit with i had seen this color before in person and some of the skeins look very different i've seen spectrums that look more green than others some that look blue some that look purple i'm not sure if mine are blue or purple predominantly but it was at the local yarn store and it sat there for over a week and it kept growing on me and (laughs) kept growing on me and (laughs) finally i couldn't resist and i said okay i guess you want to come home with me so I cast on pretty quickly after I matched it up with this pattern and I'm knitting away. I've separated the sleeves and I'm very happy with it. (laughs) You know, that's one of those colorways. I could really sit sit here and stare at that for the longest time because all of the different colors and the way they interact with the light as you're knitting, I mean, as you're moving around wearing that when it's finished, it's just going to be mesmerizing. Yeah, it it almost looks iridescent. It really does. And I, I did, I alternated, let's see, I'm on the second skein. I have one more skein to go, which I'll probably end up having to use on the bottom. And I'm gonna have to, I alternated for parts of the sweater. I didn't alternate the whole sweater just because it's a pullover and I don't, I didn't wanna alternate the whole right. sweater. <laughs> so I al- did alternate for a few parts of it and I may end up We'll see how far I get with this last skein, and then I'll decide what my alternating scheme is going to be for the bottom part of the sweater. Depends how far the yarn I have goes. The sweater has um, a garter stitch edging on the bottom and garter stitch edging around the neck, 
and the sleeves. So those are going to be the areas for sure. Well, not the neck, I've started with the neck, but the sleeve edging and the hem of the sweater itself are going to be the parts that for sure will be the third skein. We'll see if I need to alternate on the rest of it. I'm not sure. It's really, really pretty. But I have actually finished quite a few things, and this is the only thing I have on the needles right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what about you? Okay, I have three things currently on the needles, and the one I'm most excited about and is actually in my hands right now is the Lipstick Cardigan Yay. by Hohi Locatelli, mm -hmm. which you may remember me raving about Charlene's test knit. I had to have mine in gray. I just Once I saw Charlene's, I just had to have it in gray. So my birthday was right before we left for our vacation, and my mom and dad are wonderful and gave me yarn money. So I went and bought Spud and Chloe sweater, which is a wool cotton blend. And I love this yarn. I'm so excited about it because it's better than I thought it would be in terms of the hand while I'm knitting it, it's really soft it and happy and squishy. So nice. And I'm so excited because I've been looking for cotton wool blends for a long time mm -hmm. because our climate, I think that I'm going to be more tolerant as in not get hot and sweaty as fast <laughs> in wool cotton than in yeah. straight up wool. So I'm super excited about this yarn. And I just started my third skein as soon as we sat down to record and this poor sweater, I started it as soon as we got home from vacation. I knit the top back. It's knit from the top down, and it has very interesting construction. And you actually start with a provisional cast on, you knit the upper back, and then you pick up at the provisional, provisional cast on and knit down for the fronts separately. And it sat there for about a week and a half with just the upper back knit because <laughs> I didn't have the brain power and energy to pick up or to undo the provisional cast on and start. So Saturday, I sent Charlene a text at like, what, 2, 2.30 in the yeah. afternoon saying, I finished my, my contract. <laughs> I sat down on the couch like 30 seconds later and picked up lipstick. And it's been cruising along ever since. Really, really fun knit. Yeah. It is, it is a cardigan, so it's knit back and forth. But it has, like I said, some really cool design elements, including some twisted rib kind of between stockinette and reverse stockinette at the front. And it's going, to, I think mine will be three quarter length sleeves, I think is what I'm going to go for. Kind of like the boxy length, because I really mm -hmm. find those are really wearable for me. Mm -hmm. And I just can't wait. I've been cruising along. So that's the first thing I'm knitting. The second thing I'm knitting is the Ondulation Stole by the designer Becky Herrick. And that pattern was a birthday gift from Megan, who is Just Run It, and she's one of the hosts of the Stockinette Zombies podcast. She sent me the pattern for my birthday. Thank you very much, Megan. <laughs> and I had targeted that as a great vacation knit, and she sent it to me right before we left. So I have in my stash, Knitwits Yarn is the indie dyer, and the base is Freya Ombre, and I got it at Stitches, and it goes from a really light turquoise into a darker turquoise, into a blue, into a purple. And the undulation stole is done in stripes. You use the, the gradient color for garter stitch stripes, and in between that, you use the contrast color to do a kind of feather and fan lace type of lace stripe and then you alternate those so i chose madeline tosh tosh lace in onyx which is her black tonal very dark color so i have that ombre 
color shift with black stripes in the middle. It's striking. It's just really beautiful color differentiations. So I cast that on when we were on our plane going to vacation. I knit on it quite a bit during vacation and it's sitting on my desk now. It's been abandoned because I'm working on lipstick, <laughs> but it only has one last stripe of the oh. color to go and then it's so done. So you'll finish it quickly. Yeah, I will. I just, like I said, I, yeah. well, the reason I abandoned it, I was sleep knitting. I fell asleep oh. on the couch knitting with lace, big mistake. Yeah. And I dropped about eight stitches off the needle and I had to repair it and that, you know, my brain wasn't willing to go there. <laughs> so I finally repaired it yesterday and there it sits waiting for me to pick it back up again. But it's a really great pattern. It was great to be knitting while I was finishing the contract because you don't have to think. You just go back and forth and back and forth. And it's fun because you watch all these color changes happening and then there's a little bit of lace work with the contrasting colors. So it never got boring either. So that's a really fun knit. I highly recommend it. And the third third thing I'm knitting are some leg warmers and that's with the Finn handspun yarn from my friend Donna who is Donna Briz on Ravelry. Hi Donna, thank you again so much. What I didn't really know about the yarn when we last recorded is that she Navajo plied it and I don't know exactly what that means but what it produces is self-striping yarn if you're knitting something in a small circumference like fingerless mitts or leg warmers. So I just did straight up stockinette leg warmers. The first one I only have to do the ribbing at the top and it's done and then the second one I just have to I took notes as I was going so I could easily do the second one but they're gorgeous I can't wait now that the weather's cooling off here I should just crank the second one out because it's perfect <laughs> for our weather right now it's getting chilly in Santa Cruz mm -hmm. so all sorts of fun things on the needles with a lot of variety I'm really really happy with my knitting right now Yay. yeah so, and what have you finished? I know you said you have quite a list. I do have quite a list, and partially it's because we've had these alternative, well, episodes with the interviews, so we haven't really been talking about what we finished. So that's why this first shawl that I finished, I actually finished knitting back in September and neglected to mention it the last time, but I'm actually very happy with it. It is called Askew, and it is by Lisa Much. And it was a really fun knit, a fun pattern. One side of the shawl is in garter, one side is in stockinette, and there's some shaping built into the pattern as well, so that one side is actually longer than the other. Um, there's a center spine, so I'm talking one side on each side of the center spine. And then it just makes the tail, the triangle point of the shawl, go slightly askew and it was a really fun little pattern it's easy to size I think you could make that with just about any yarn weight you were willing to play around with and different yardages you could make different sizes I think it would it's a really versatile pattern I, I really like it it was fun excellent fun to knit and it was also one of those things that I could pick up and put down I think I mentioned during several podcasts that that was my podcast yep. knitting for a while so really happy with it love that pattern the other one that I forgot to mention is a shawl I made from Knitty that was published in Knitty in the spring and summer 2012 issue and it was it is called <clears throat> afternoon tea and it was it is by Helen Stewart, 
and I knit that in Spud and Chloe Fine, which is a yarn that I have used several times and I really recommend it. I love the way it feels. It has a little bit of silk in it so that if you knit socks, it's got some strength, but the silk gives it a little bit of shine too. So it looks really nice in shawls. And this shawl, I was, everybody knows that when you knit a shawl, on circular needles it's all kind of scrunched up and you don't really get to know what it looks like until you take bind off and take it off the needles and block it out but when I took this shawl off the needles I I literally gasped wow. because it was just so beautiful I love 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 this shawl the one that I knit, I knit as a store sample, so I will not be wearing it. <laughs> so I may have to make another one, because that one was really fun. And I love the project. I love the shawl itself. So that was great. The other, oh, one more shawl that I finished, which I've talked about for a while, because I was knitting it during several episodes, is the Imagine When shawl by Hohi Locatelli. And I knit that in the meadow yarn from Fiber Company. And I think I talked about the unusual composition that yarn has two episodes ago, maybe. It's got these little, the, the color that I knitted in is a purple blue. And it's got these little bits of, I think it's the linen, some linen slubs in it. And it's texturally interesting. It feels really soft and I love the shape of it. It's an off center, I guess, would you call that an off center Yeah, triangle? it's one of the triangular shawls where it's asymmetric, so the point of the triangle yeah. is it's far to one side. Yeah. It's my new favorite shape of shawl, pretty much, because it stays on me it really well. It stays on because you've got this one side that's really long, and if you wrap that around you, it's long enough to stay on. Yeah. So I really like the shape of this, and it was very fun to knit. The whole thing is done with shaped short rows. And I liked the construction of this so much that I'm thinking about playing around with a smaller yardage skein, like one skein, seeing if I could make a small one just to wear around my neck instead of all the way around my shoulders. Because it yeah. was so fun to make. I'll be interested <laughs> if you come up with that, uh, some kind of modification for that because this is such a pretty shawl. It's, once again, the project pictures did not capture me on Ravelry, and yeah. Charlene wore it the other day, and I was just blown away by how pretty it is. And this yarn, oh my word, it is amazingly soft. It is, yeah, it's it so really pretty, is. and it defies real explanation until you see it knit up, because it's so much prettier than it was in the skein. Yes, And so much softer. I mean, definitely. I knew it was soft in the skein, but oh my goodness yeah. gracious. And it's got these little picos on the edges. I, sh yeah, I the should shawl mention does. that. The very design. cute. And very, it's very garter cute. stitch too. I think that's one of the reasons yeah. that it feels so soft to me yeah, is I just love true. garter stitch and that's stuff like true. that. Yeah, I kind of want to knit exactly the same shawl with exactly the same yarn because <laughs> <laughs> it's so pretty. <laughs> okay, so that's my shawls. I've also finished two sweaters. She's a knitting machine. <laughs> well, this, like I said, this covers quite a bit of time. First one is Grace, which is a pattern from the Island Collection by Jane Richmond. I also knit that in Madeline Tosh sock. That colorway was called Victorian Gothic. I don't have it here, but it's tonal range from a lavender to a dark purple 
kind of gray blacks mm-hmm. in there thrown into. Very nice, lovely sweater. It's a top down with a lace yoke. And I think that sweater is going to be a basic in my wardrobe. Yeah, really it like, like it. it will be. Absolutely. Very like my happy with it. Yeah. yeah, I have admired, long admired that sweater since it was released a year ago. And very happy that I knit that one. And then the Nanook sweater by Heidi Kiermeyer. That's a pattern that came out in January 2012 and has been on and off my radar just as long. I knit mine in Dream and Color Classy, a colorway called Purple Rain. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's a purple theme here. Today. Yes, it is. And it is so dark, though, that it's almost black. Yes. In, in a low light condition you would look at it and just say oh that's black but out in the sunlight you'll see the purple tone to it very very nice I kind of did a lazy blocking on it and I really do need to block it again because the fronts of the sweater are knit in garter stitch and so where the garter stitch meets the stockinette it kind of doesn't hang right I feel so I'm going to re-block that again and use many more pins and get it to be even <laughs> you know your your grace and your nanook both have inspired me to want to knit a black little cardigan hmm. because i don't have a black one and i wear my dark gray ones so often yeah. i know that black would go with everything well in my and see I'm just that's about just going blind that's just it. it i have a black sweater that i really like that i can wear with everything and then i have also have a store blot the previous one I was a hand-knit zipper one that I had zip-up cardi that I made. And then I have a store-bought black, now that I think about it, zip-up cardi. And, yeah, I can just throw them on over anything. Over anything. Yeah. I don't generally like wearing a lot of black. I don't like myself in all black head-to-toe, so I try to wear it when I'm wearing jeans or something right. like that. So, But, yeah, it's just... It's nice to have because it goes with anything. (laughs) So Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, that's okay. (laughs) The other thing, let's see. Sixth thing is another honey cow, which I can't even remember why all of a sudden I had to knit. I think I just needed something simple on the needles. Well, and you wanted to rip the scarf. I wanted to rip a scarf, but I don't know why I had to do it when I did it, but it's done. And that one is just going into the gift stash. I'm not sure. It'll be a holiday gift this year for somebody. And then the last thing that I'm really excited to talk about is another piece from the Island Collection by Jane Richmond. So that makes three pieces that I've made from From that collection out of the five. I I think think it's five. five. There's a scarf and mitts mitts that i have not made but now i've made the sweater the cardigan sweater the hat and the cowl love all three of them this hat was so fun to knit i just love it you actually knit this hat inside out because the public side of the hat is the pearl bump side so instead of purling the whole hat you just knit it inside out you get to knit the whole hat there is a little bit of patterning there's one panel that's patterned and you turn the hat inside out when you're done and it's super cute it is really cute (laughs) i just love it but it was really quick i knit all the way up to the decreases 
in one night, I believe. Hats are s- such fun, quick little projects. Mm-hmm. So I really like this one. And is that a DK weight earring? It or? is. Okay. It is. But I also think this is another pattern that once you knit one, you could easily modify your stitch cast on because most of the pattern or most of the hat except for the one pattern panel is just stuck in it so keeping in mind your decrease proportions you could cast on fewer stitches or more stitches depending on the gauge and do it in different yarn so I had a skein of worsted set aside to knit that hat and then at the last minute before vacation changed my mind about which hat I wanted to knit with the yarn but I was thinking of knitting that in worsted weight for some reason. Yeah, it would be really super easy to do. Super, super easy. Love it, love it, love it. It's really cute. Very squishy. Super, super cute. Yeah. And that is the rundown of all my projects lots for the last... Lots it's of stuff. actually the last couple of months yeah. of knitting. So how about you? Okay, so I finished three things and the Aniron tunic, which I already spoke about. Mm-hmm. I also finished my second boxy, another pattern by Hohi Locatelli, and my second one I knit with Tosh Merino Light in the Lapis colorway, which is this brilliant jewel blue color, and I love it, love it, love it, and I've had so many compliments on it. I don't really think of myself as someone who looks really good in blue, but apparently that shade of blue really works because I've had a lot (laughs) of compliments, which is fabulous. And I also finished the Kirk Avenue Tam, which I've spoken about on the podcast before. I knit a second one, and that's a free pattern on Ravelry by Eleanor Hickey. And this one I knit with Tosh Vintage in the Mica colorway, which is a color I love. It's a blue-gray that's mostly blue-leaning. It's similar to her Morning Dove colorway, but bluer, in my opinion, or at least my skein was. And paler, too, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're Mm -hmm. right. It's paler. And that's the skein that I was going to knit Renfrew with, but I (gasps) took this on vacation with me and at the last minute just thought, oh, I'm just going to bring the Kirk Avenue tan pattern because I've knit it before. I know I can just go round and round and round and won't have to think about it. So those three were all finished during vacation so i got a couple days where i got to do a lot of knitting (laughs) and the aniron tunic and boxy were mostly knit either on the airplanes or you know that one or two days i got to knit so super super fun i have two beautiful new sweater additions to the wardrobe and a great new hat so i'm super happy oh (laughs) my first kirk avenue tam actually gave to cg when i got to meet her in france so she's now the owner of my first one. <laughs> so yeah, I did a little hat gifting when I was there. Rebecca, Louise, and CG all got a hat. That's that was great. really fun to yeah. see all of them too. Really, really fun. Nice. So that's what I finished. So there are a couple of things we'd like to review in today's episode as kind of a lead into the holidays, right? Yeah, we actually have several items to review. So probably for the next few episodes, we'll be reviewing a couple items at the end of each episode just to give you some ideas of what's new out there for holidays. Yeah, so for potential <laughs> gifting to fellow knitters or some of the things we'll be reviewing can be potential gift knits, right. you know, knitted gifts for right. people, etc. Yeah. 
So the first one is a notebook. It's actually a hardcover book, and it is put together by Nadine Curtis, who is the owner of B-Sweet Yarns here in California, and it is published by Sixth and Spring. And it's a notebook that Nadine, in her preface, says she wants knitters to use the notebook to keep track of the details, encourage and refine the design process, and enhance your creativity and transform your ideas into realities. Yep. And the book contains project pages kind of similar to Ravelry in the fact that you put in all your information of what needles you use, how much yarn you're using. But then there's also, with each project, there's an area for sketching, there's graph paper, there's a place to tie in a yarn sample, and then a place to put your yarn label if you want to keep that. And then you can also use the note or use the book to write notes as you're knitting your project. And the graph paper you can use for sketches or charts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then there's info in the back of the book that includes things like standard measurements, how to take measurements, foot sizes, yarn weight charts, garment estimates, and there's even a top-down cowl collar pattern that I think is really cute. Did you like that one? Yeah, I, I thought did. it was really cute. And because I don't design my own knits yet, I would use this more to keep track of modifications I was doing right, on the project. Right, right, So it definitely. can be used either yeah. by designers or people who modify. And like Charlene said, the information in the back of the book is extremely helpful. It's a very neat collection of standard information, hat sizes, sock sizes, things like that, that I've never seen compiled in one place before. So yeah. that's really interesting and useful. Yeah, and... The book is constructed very nice. Yeah, it's, it's hard very nice cover, but you open it up and it has what do you call these? Not springs. Spiral notebook. Spiral notebook so it lays binding, flat. so that it lays flat, so that you can write left hand or right hand either way, and the book is flat. It's very nice, and it's got a little elastic band in the back that you can use to keep your place. It's got beautiful photography yeah, on the really outside. Does. It's it's very nice. I love little notebooks like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect little knitter's notebook. Yeah, I absolutely. I go. Th I do use notebooks like this, and I have used knitting specific ones in the past. My current notebook is just a a plain spiral bound <laughs> notebook, but I want to switch back to something pretty like that. It is. It's very pretty. It, yeah. The front has balls of yarn and needles and scissors yeah. and it just is pretty it would look pretty sitting on the table instead of like a little composition notebook exactly <laughs> exactly on the table and giftability i think this is a very good gift idea both to ask for and to gift to someone for this yeah. upcoming holiday season. Absolutely. And where can they find that? Is that on Amazon or Probably. I didn't I didn't look. It's from Six and Spring, so I'm sure you can get it any of the major booksellers or independent yarn stores as well. Yeah. So that was the first one and it is yeah. fun. It's a nice definitely high quality book. Yes. It makes an it would definitely make a nice gift because Absolutely, of that. absolutely. Very sweet. So and the second one is called The Knitted Slipper Book. And this one is by Katie Starsman, Startsman, and it is really cute. It has 30 different projects for 
She calls them slipper, slippers and house shoes for the entire family. And they're super cute ones. Most of them range in size from child to adult, unless they are very child specific and then they're only in children's sizes, but a great size range. She has great how-to information in the front of the book for felting because several of the slippers are felted. Mm -hmm. She has great information on different options for putting soles on the slippers and how to do it. And she has a lot of information on lining and how to line the slippers. So quite a variety of different styles, textures, and you know, some of them are like flats, some of them are more like clogs, some of them come up higher on your ankle. Yeah, she's got a couple or one or two that are called boots, I think, and mm-hmm. then they have little faux lacing around. I thought it was really cute. And then there's a couple pairs of slouchy socks, slip house slippers, yes. kind of slouchy socks. Very, very cute. And they look very warm and toasty. They do. Especially this time of the year. It's they do. They think, do. Ooh, that looks comfy. They're my favorite most well, I shouldn't call it my favorite. The one that's most intriguing to me are called the thrummed booties. And thrumming is when you actually take a little sliver of fiber and you knit it with a knit stitch. So you get this little colored stitch on the public side of the knit. And on the inside of the knit, you have this fleece inside that just looks so warm and cozy and oh those ones would be really fun to knit and to wear i think and probably a lightning fast knit i think most of these would be really speedy knits thrummed mittens are really popular to make in the winter time i've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of thrummed mitten patterns but this is the first time i've seen a thrummed Thrummed slipper pattern it's probably probably out there but it just sounds really nice and cozy well, it I makes get me think of feet. my Ugg boots that I wear <laughs> yeah. all the time you know they have that nice fleecy inside yeah, exactly one of the pairs that I really like is a kid pair and they're I don't know it's not mismatched but they're a pair one slipper is a fox and one slipper is a rabbit so they're even different colors the fox slipper has a tail the bunny slipper has a pom-pom so you could make two matching foxes or two matching bunnies but it's really cute to have one slipper the fox and one slipper the bunny (laughs) that's another thing very very cute a really thing i really like about the book is all the different embellishments she uses yeah she has actually we should mention she has tassels she has i-cord she has beading she has needle felting Lots of different things that are all very well described, most of them with pictures. Yeah, I her instructions are really good. Yep. And you could take the techniques, for instance, the felting or sequins or pom-pom, and mix and match that on any other slipper. Right. If you wanted to make a different slipper with a pom-pom, et cetera, et cetera. They're all really cute. I really, I really think this is fun. My particular favorites are the pom-pom flats which i don't know if i would add that many pom-poms but they're cute they're tiny <laughs> they're pom-poms they're tiny pom-poms there's like a cluster they're of pom-poms. really cute but i like the texture of those slippers it's not just a plain stockinette and those are not felted okay, right. so you really see the texture of the stitch and i really like those they're very cute and then the sunday morning scuffs which have no as the name implies they don't have a back but they have a really textural fleece look lining and a little I don't know what you call embellishment on the top mm-hmm. that could, like fleece poking out of a shoe they almost out. look like that popcorn yarn that novelty yarn oh they that, do I don't a know if bit. it is or not I think it's just loops yeah. yeah 
Yeah, and then the little ballet flat ones Those that are, so are child-sized, yeah. but they have the long I-cord cords to wrap around your ankles. They're really cute. Yeah, I looked at those very, very right away because I would have made them for myself. <laughs> well, that's only I'm a sure, child size. I'm sure it can be modified. I'm sure it can, too, yeah. <laughs> and one of the things I wrote down when I was reviewing the book is what a great way to learn techniques on small projects. Because yeah. Because all the different embellishment types, the felting, the soling, all these things, it's on a very small scale and you don't have to do a lot of knitting to produce a pair of slippers. You know, usually you can knit a pair of slippers relatively quickly because they're not that big, of course. And felting, if you haven't felted before, you knit at a very large gauge on very large needles and then you agitate it with hot water and soap, either by hand or in a washing machine to basically cause all the fibers in the wool to, to cling fold. together yeah. so that you go from something that looks very knitted to something that has a very smooth fabric. It completely changes the texture of a knit into a smooth fabric. So it gives it a whole different look and it's really quick to knit something that you felt. Yeah. And Gail mentioned this, but I just want to mention it again too. She has really good detailed instructions and the photographs that go along they're excellent right for the different techniques are fabulous the photography is really good in this book because a lot of times for slippers and socks they'll have pictures of the whole person right. and then the sock or the slipper is this tiny little bit most of these pictures really focus on the knitted item which as the knitter that's what i want to see yeah so I really like that. But here's an example. It's making a fringed cuff. And her instructions have photos to go along with each section. Really, really nice. There's yeah, photographs. Step by step. Yeah. Very clearly done. There's photographs to go along with making the loops for the Sunday morning scuffs for needle felting, little embellishments on your slippers. And there's that one pair that are like the pointed toe. They almost look Bollywood to me. And they have beaded and needle felted embellishments on the top that are very fancy. And she gives very clear instructions on how to do that, making it achievable. I look at something like that and I think, oh, wow, I could never do that. But she definitely makes it very clear in a how-to. She gives a little template. It's frustrating when you have a really great pattern for the item and then the finishing instructions say something like sew seams yeah and that's it or add, add pom pom yes yeah. exactly <laughs> and you're sitting there um how yeah so you don't get that with this book i i really appreciate all the care that was taken into actually helping the knitter achieve the finished piece yep and this is also a good book for any knitter there are definitely beginning knitter patterns in this book and you know even an advanced knitter would find something probably new that they hadn't done before in the book considering all the different embellishments and yeah, things that are going absolutely. on yeah absolutely so giftability for this holiday season i think this is a very high one giftability would, level high yes, <laughs> i would i would recommend this for knitters and as to give as a gift to knitters and also if you want to give slippers to people right. it would be a good book to purchase to make slippers for whoever who whomever you are knitting for this holiday season as or well. any holiday season or I mean, any obviously and yes be, these are timeless yeah <laughs> timeless and you could put so many variations on any of the slippers that you'd never run out of ideas from yeah. this one book i don't think yeah 
remember so, very I, cool i really liked that one yeah so did well, I. I did a lot and then the last thing we want to mention is a beautiful skein of yarn that we received from a yarn shop in sarasota florida called a good yarn and it is a lovely skein of tosh merino light in one of their colorways that you can only purchase from their store. Right, so it's a custom colorway produced by Madeline Tosh for a good yarn. Yeah, and it is called Midnight Pass. And, and how would I you describe say, oh, that? Oh my <laughs> gosh, it is amazing. It is the most gorgeous tonal turquoise colors, like from the lightest turquoise into the deepest, not a super dark turquoise, but luminous turquoise absolutely it's, it's amazing it's one of those yarns that gail and i have often joke about the gaspability factor mm-hmm. of a yarn you see this and you think how did they get that color yep onto wool it almost glows it it's really beautiful. does it's it's breathtaking absolutely beautiful if you like teals or turquoise colors at all you should check this one out. Even if you don't, you should check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so on on the website, which is a good yarn, sarasota.com, they have stories of the names of their colorways. And I did go and read it, and I believe Midnight Pass is a place oh, okay. near there. And there was a picture, like a, a beach, seaside type of picture. So I believe it's a place. But it's just absolutely beautiful. If you've ever seen Madeline Tosh Oceana, the colorway Oceana in person, it's like a tonal version of Oceana that has even more depth of color. That's the closest thing I can think of to it. (laughs) Or Ward Circle from Neighborhood Fiber Company. It's very similar to that Mm -hmm. too, I think. It's just breathtaking. So thank you very much to A Good Yarn for sending this our way. It's very pretty and we appreciate it. We do. It's just beautiful. Yep. Good job. (laughs) And some of the things that we are reviewing and will be reviewing over the next few episodes will be cropping up as prizes in our next knit along and things like that. And we'll introduce our next knit along idea probably in the next episode because we're still working out the details, but there is another one coming. And we wanted to announce the winner of Clara Parks' book, The Yarn Whisperer. (laughs) So we had quite a few people enter that thread to win the book. And the winner was, drumroll, number 99, who is Deb Knits 2. She is Debbie from Manchester, Connecticut. Congratulations, Debbie. Please contact Charlene. She has the book, and she will get that into the mail to you. I would love to get that out to you as soon as possible. And we did mention last episode how it would be great if whoever won the book passed it on. But that's not an obligation at all. That's not an obligation at all. If you would like to keep the book and add it to your personal library, definitely do so. We want you to do that and enjoy the book. Yeah, sometimes (laughs) I have these great ideas that there's no thought process between the spark of the idea and my mouth. So sometimes I need to think things through better. Winner under no obligation. Right. 
So, thank you so much for tuning in for episode 48. I can't believe we're almost to two years. I can't believe it either. Almost there. Super exciting. <laughs> so, upcoming, we hope to have another interview in our Wool series coming yes. up soon. An indie dyer who we've been trying to work out schedules with, but she's really busy with shows and children, and it may have to wait until after the holidays. We're yeah, not sure, we'll but we're hoping to get her on the schedule. And other than that, we have the knit along to look forward to announcing next episode and we should mention it'll just be a small knit along because we know everybody's busy going into the holiday season so this is not a major knit along it's just going to be something small to get us through the season exactly so nothing big right just something that's meant to be fun and just to make everybody feel good for the holidays And we hope to start, did we mention the swatching? Our new segment. We hope to start What Are You Swatching in the next episode. And I think we briefly mentioned that at the end of the episode where we interviewed Clara. We've received several different yarns for swatching from different yarn suppliers. So we're really excited about swatching up some of those mm-hmm. and giving you guys reports on what we think about them. So and taking what we learned from both mm-hmm. Deb and Clara and what they try to impress upon all knitters to swatch and right. try yarns. Exactly. We're going to take some of that and hopefully bring you guys some fun new yarns to look at. Yeah, so it's not something original to us. We're definitely no, no, using no. the things that they taught us because they're yes. the experts. And we're going to apply those expert techniques to different yarns that we haven't knit with and hopefully spread the word about different yarns. Yeah, and we're really, and really excited really about excited it. Really excited about that. And yarn. then it'll give all of you listeners a chance to also share some yarns that you may have found in your area. We'll yeah, a- we, we did receive um, from two different listeners so far. Kat Says Knits, who is Kathy, sent us a beautiful skein of CVM, which is California Variegated, Variegated Mutant, and Rommeldale. It's a wool mohair mix that Charlene's already swatched, and I haven't swatched it yet, but it's beautiful. I'm squishing the rolled up skein in my hands right now it's really pretty and rebecca rebecca wip on ravelry gave us a skein of yarn from france and i can't remember the breed off the top of my head but it's another beautiful skein it's a natural color this is natural as well with cvm and again these are just things that because people are interested in learning more about wool we're Mm -hmm. kind of sharing mini skeins with people and if you're interested in doing that maybe we could set up a swapping thread and people could try different skeins. Like, for example, Charlene and I this coming weekend hope to go to the Knit Lab in San Mateo, California that's put on by Interweave. And I will probably end up with a skein or two of different <laughs> yarns if I can find them, which I think some of the vendors who are going to be there I know specialize in small farm yeah. yarns and things like yeah. that. And so, we'll definitely have, a, well, we have a wool thread. So that's what I was talking about previously when if you have a yarn that you want to share go into the wool thread and tell us about it yeah and let us know and like i said the whole swap idea maggie and i started this whole adventure that way and it's really neat to you know get a little skein of yarn in the mail and swatch it up and experiment with something new it's a really cool thing so hopefully you're enjoying the wool series and we'll be like we said continuing with the what are you swatching segment so we'll keep going with that little bits at a time absolutely so thanks for listening (laughs) so much it was so fabulous to do a little recording we hope you're all doing well and we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks bye-bye happy knitting 
Hello everybody, this is Gail again. I'm cutting in because after we recorded yesterday, Julia Trice, who is Mind of Winter on Ravelry, sent me a PM on Ravelry to let us know that there is a new holiday gift along coming, which starts November 1st, which is the day this podcast should go live. From November 1st through the 15th, Dozens and dozens of awesome indie designers are offering different patterns for 25% off. And Julia is offering nine of her beautiful accessories, which vary from hats to cowls to beautiful shawls. And I got to glance through the thread yesterday on Ravelry, and there are some stunning designs for 25% off. And then there is an accompanying knit or crochet along that runs from November 1st through December 31st. So the first two weeks of November, you can purchase the patterns at 25% off. And then from the first through the end of December, you can actually participate in the knit along, which has lots of really cool prizes. So there is a group on Ravelry and let me click the link so I can tell you the name of the group. It is called Indie Gift Along 2013. So please go check it out and enjoy those patterns. Thanks for listening. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>